0: Hello, this is Vibrant Potential, and I'm Dr. Chris Frickman. In today's episode, I have a casual conversation with my good friend, Joe Christian. Joe is a personal trainer, a registered nurse, and an avid cyclist. In today's show, we discuss his work with bringing cycling to Minneapolis youth, as well as his company, Mellow Velo, which brings his love of cycling and gourmet food together in various European venues. Awesome! Awesome! I also pick his brain for some good tidbits about working fitness into your life if you're someone that knows you really should be working out, but there's always, I don't know, like something that seems to be getting in the way, something, some reason it just doesn't fit into your life. Joe and I enjoy cycling together, and at least half of that is the interesting conversations that inevitably stem from our varied backgrounds in health and wellness and fitness, both from a conservative medical model as well as a more holistic alternative paradigm. I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I always do. By the way, a huge thanks to all the support you've shown for Vibrant Potential. We've passed the top 100 mark in the overall podcast on the new and noteworthy list on iTunes, and we've made the top 10 in health-based podcasts. It keeps going up and down, but the last time I checked, we were at uh, number six, so that's huge. It's a really big honor and quite gratifying to know I'm bringing you valuable information. Let me tell you, I am having a blast with this. I get to share interviews with world-renowned doctors and authors, as well as casual conversations with great down-to-earth people like my buddy Joe today. If you want to continue to show your support, here are a couple of ways you can do that. First, you can log into your Apple account on iTunes and leave a review for the show. That and subscribing and listening, obviously, to the show are the two biggest ways you can send a message to Apple that you like what you're hearing. If you want to help in another way, you can visit www.drchrisfrickman.com podcast. I've added a link right under the iTunes and Stitcher buttons, which will allow you to shop on Amazon.com using the Vibrant Potential link. This doesn't cost you an extra penny, but for anything that you buy that you would have bought anyway, Amazon will send me an extra quarter or a buck out of their profit and I can put that toward funding the show to bring you more great guests. It's a win win. So if you hate shopping and you're likely to pick up something for the holidays via the web anyway, click on my Amazon link on the podcast page and you can help fund the show for free. Now, on to the show. Enjoy.
1: Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques, so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman.
0: Hey folks, this is Dr. Chris Frickman. I'm here with Joe Christian, and we're going to talk about a couple of things. Joe, I wanted to introduce you to my listeners because... You have a very interesting background, in my opinion. Uh, You're a personal trainer at this point. You're a cycling tour guide. We're going to get into all that stuff. But you also were an ER nurse for 17 years, I think, if that's right. That is correct. Yeah. So I'm just wondering if you can start off by telling us a little bit about your story.
2: Yeah. I think that uh, over the years that you and I have gotten to know each other a little bit and as my story's kind of unraveled for you a little bit, you've kind of, like you said, uh, found little points of interest in there. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I had I actually had a little article in a local newspaper, small paper talking about my two careers, one in illness, one in wellness really when I talk about western style medicine or emergency room medicine versus yeah. uh personal training and the the contrast between the two um I after 17 years in the emergency room uh kind of the battery was empty Yeah, uh, as you can imagine there's a lot of moral physical emotional uh stresses that come with the job that ultimately I, I I succumbed to, actually. yeah um And then through that, uh, I had been personal training just part-time and then just trying to share my love of health and wellness. But as my career in nursing was coming to an end, I just ramped that back up and brought that back in. And uh, it was fun. So in the article, I kind of had a case study, quick one here for you, which was, Thirty-five-year-old male comes in, type two diabetes. Um, as a nurse, I teach him how to check his blood sugars and how to take insulin. But as a personal yep. trainer, I get him potentially maybe to lose weight and maybe get him down to say a diet controlled diabetic or even not even that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the difference in approach towards illness and wellness uh, is a, is very strong. Um, but it's I'm found it to be far more positive where I'm at right now. Yeah, and more feeling, proactive. Yeah, yeah, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. And helping, I think, really more so. Um, enabling a patient to continue with the lifestyle related diseases rather Mm -hmm. than trying to change them. Right. That's that was really a frustrating and one of the many frustrating parts of being in a hospital environment. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, one of the reasons I I love just chatting with you, you know, you and I, we do bike rides once in a while when we can when we can get our schedules together. And and uh, it's just always for me, really fun talking with you and it's interesting the way we've had our journeys have in some ways paralleled each other and in some ways they're almost reversed because I'm actually I'm a chiropractor and I've, you know I've been in the what I would call the wellness industry the health industry for over 10 years and now I'm actually in nursing school to get a nurse practitioner license so I'm almost going sort of in a way the opposite way in terms of what it looks like on paper except for I'm still very much on the functional medicine side the the optimizing your health side of course I'm doing it so that i can essentially so i can increase my scope and and i can help more people that's that's my intention that's my hope uh certainly it's not to uh you know just go into an old allopathic model of don't fix it unless it's broken
2: well that world that uh, needs thinkers like you in it as well uh a short one. My mom joined the Air Force at about forty-two or forty-three and she's kind of a pacifist. I said, What are you doing? She goes, They need people that think like me in there as well. So interesting. Having you, I didn't know that. Yeah, having you come across, uh, you're gonna only help those people to see medicine through different eyes too.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm look I'm really looking forward to it. It's it's been eye-opening already, just what I've been through. And one of the things I was thinking about as you as you were starting to talk about how being an ER nurse took a toll on you sort of emotionally. Is that All the right spiritually, word? Spiritually everywhere.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's amazing to me. I'd love for you to just elucidate a slightly on like your cycling career because you are an amazing cyclist. It's amazing to me that that you're like an extremely healthy dude. You're like a top one percenter in terms of health, I think. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, in, as far as from what I've seen in nursing, it's super hard. It's actually very hard to be healthy and be a nurse. I I feel like the the my hardest days that, you know, and, and I'm used to living what I think is a healthy life with, you know, with exercise, with with great diet stuff like that. But man, you go to the you go to the hospital, it's like it's not conducive to to eating well. It's not conducive to, you know, making sure you're drinking enough water all day long. It's like, you know, you you're expected to continue to bust your butt and
2: absolutely yeah the 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 one beauty of nursing that uh, i discovered was that part you can work part time and yep. so i i didn't have to crush myself with 50 and 60 hour weeks i could do 30 to 34 hour weeks um, So that allowed for me time to train. But I think it was more an evolution of the fact that I was always active um, and always uh that way. So when I even chose my profession, I chose one that could accommodate that and mm-hmm. continue with the lifestyle that I found to be one that was important to me. And nursing definitely gives that uh, back for sure. The flexibility that can come with that position can allow you to start a small business or, uh, continue to train and race at a high level. Like I was able to do.
0: Yeah. Right. Right. So tell me just really quick about your, about like cycling and stuff. How long have you been cycling?
2: Um, actually I was a traditional sports kid through high school, uh, football, baseball, ski team, things like that. Um, came back, uh, as a 20 year old, I've discovered that was in the, when the mountain bike boom really started around 1989, 1990. And I felt like a kid again, uh, jumping and running through the woods and things like that. And, uh, did the local mountain bike circuit for about seven years or so. And then, uh, met my wife who was a triathlete. So I crossed over to the road and shaved my legs and, uh, was able to, uh, achieve uh, a category two status, which is elite amateur and, and race with some really great people and see some great communities, uh, around the Midwest here yeah, uh, with the Grand Performance Team. So it's, uh, for me, uh, it's been a beautiful outlet for my energy. I'm a pretty high-energy person, so it's mm-hmm. always, if you're high-energy, direct it in a positive direction, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I was able to do that with uh, with my cycling, and so it was, uh, it's was. it been great, and now I'm sharing it with my children, actually. I have yeah. a small youth cycling club uh, yep. called Bike City Juniors, and we're right here in Minneapolis, and we, we're a club first and a race team second. Um, as okay. kids evolve, uh, if they reach a point where they're ready to do that we we get them racing um but our focus is just to make really good strong bike riders first and and uh, not have a pressure of competition at uh, too young of an age because cycling's a pretty pretty tough sport it asks a lot
0: it yeah if you get into those especially the 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 upper echelons of of the race world i guess in terms of cycling people get they're definitely very competitive.
2: Absolutely. Well, and also for kids, like, you just do this for hours and hours. It's like, yep. <laughs> so they're <laughs> yeah. a little more intelligent than we are, I think, sometimes they're like, wow, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. How about some balance, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Funny. Tell me a little bit more about the youth thing. Um, we've had some interesting conversations about, uh, you know, bike safety. One of the interesting things about you is, like, I mean, I, I find you very community-minded and stuff like that in terms of, Thank like, you. what's good for the community. You know, you're you're definitely a family man too, but um, I, I love how you're uh, you're always thinking sort of big picture. You know, much more than than the average individual.
2: Yeah, the um, the cycling obviously with Minneapolis being the number one bike city in the country. Uh, I and my, me being a cyclist and having children, I kind of started this club with a little bit of uh, selfishness in that to get to spend more time with my kids. Yeah, um, one of the benefits of volunteering for a youth club is yeah. you can get to spend more time with them. Absolutely. And, and then, and but then since then the the need has become quite apparent to me because when my group of kids are riding around lake, the lakes, uh, two by two in, in a group and we're all just perfect, like soldiers in a row, yep. it's like Obama's driving around the lake. People are pointing at us and saying, who are you guys? And what is this? And yeah. you got little 10 year olds whose shorts don't even s- sit tight on their legs. They're flapping in the wind <laughs> and yeah, things yeah. like that. And so it's a pretty beautiful sight, and, um, and, and it's a life sport. So, uh, I think that a lot of parents are starting to look beyond football, beyond hockey and some of those intense sports. And they're starting to see see us and the popularity is exploding with uh, with young cyclists, uh, much like the high school mountain bike league. It's a high school sport now is mountain biking. 500 kids the last year. I think they're estimating 700 this year will participate in Minnesota. So hmm. it's, uh, again, a fun. It's a life sport that you can participate in any level that you want, as you've you know noticed in your career uh, as yep. well, too. Do you want to just ride in groups and have coffees or do you want to yep. compete? That's everything in between. So
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that, that you're helping youth get into that.
2: All of us coaches say, God, I wish we would have had this when we were kids. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: exactly. exactly. And I, I actually personally, I love soccer too. That's like one of my other sports that I, I find to be very, very fun. Um, and then of course there's all the sort of more traditional American ones like, like football and especially football and hockey is are, are the ones that I think of as far as like traumatic brain injuries, like Absolutely. waiting to happen, you know? And just not to mention rotator cuff tears and ACL
2: ruptures and all
0: these things happening and
2: happens and a little less. End, you you saw cycling. it too with friends in high school at the end of the, their their high school career pretty much doesn't go beyond that. They seem lost. They don't seem to have, know what, what's next for a sport or what an activity for them. And True. so they, they develop some of those lifestyle related diseases that we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so the good thing, great thing about soccer is uh, it's a life sport. Uh, cycling a life sport so I, I think that people are they start to see that there 's a correlation between uh, uh commitment and lifelong commitment to a sport so this one 's approachable from that direction
0: nice so tell me a little bit about your about mellow velo
2: um i also uh, as i my wound on wound my nursing career i you know as a human I think we all need kind of creative outlets, and I think that after 17 years of kind of doing the same thing, I was really feeling like I wanted to express myself in a different way. Yeah. So I started a bike tour company, a boutique bike tours for advanced cyclists. Um, we go to Spain, Italy, and France. And one thing that I've done differently is we uh, join kind of like the slow travel movement. That's where we stay in one house for the week. You sleep in one bed this the whole week. It's not about chasing destinations and things like that. It's about really getting to know one area very well. Bring a chef into the house. I've had Tim McKee, Minnesota's, you know, first ever James Beard Award winner, Vincent Van Kool, many, uh, many, many more that have actually. So it's a very, very unique experience. Yeah, I get a lot of feedback from my clients. I, my return rate is off the charts. Yeah, uh, it's because people they don't experience this type of just real, uh, is how I could say it. And that, you know, if you're in a house with a group of people, you're off the bike, you're talking, you, 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 it's not, uh, being led around by the hand around Europe by a tour guide on buses and things like that. It's yeah. really just, a I I call it, you know, you, you, even though you might ride 400 miles in a week, you actually have more energy at the end of the week than you did at the beginning, because mm. there's a lot of great downtime, but it's just, spiritually just a, a recharge.
0: Yes. I cannot wait to go on one of your tours. <laughs> I, you know, you and I have been talking about that for at least three years. I bet that like, Oh, I'm trying to get into one of them. And there's always one reason or another last Life year gets in the way. Yeah. Last year I, that was, I was starting nursing school and I wasn't able to do it because of that. And the year before that I was in some traumatic brain injury training this, that week and rah, rah, rah. <laughs> and, uh, oh, hopefully this year, yep. but, uh, but yeah, I've been able to go to Europe a couple of times in my life and I've I've done some travelings. You know, I I wouldn't call myself extensive, but sort of in in between as far as how much travel I've been able to do. And I've noticed a huge difference between the the sorts of trips where you go and it's just like, OK, got to see like the Eiffel Tower. We're going to see Mona Lisa. We're going to like buzz over to Italy and we're going to see like Venice. You're wrecked. And then, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you got to take a week off at work when you get back from those vacations because you saying, just The vacation destroyed. from your vacation. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. And so it sounds like you're committed to a different experience. Absolutely,
2: yeah. Yeah, definitely slowing slowing the world down. And I think that ultimately that's what, you know, the people in the United States, you know, we got a pretty crazy chaotic life. And yes. so if you could... Actually go to Europe and actually slow life down and recharge your battery and come back really to face the challenges that are waiting for you the whole time you're on vacation. And it gives you that little bit of 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 a boost and you can hit the ground running when you get back.
0: Yeah, I think that sounds perfect. And your specific niche, not you know that that goes for everybody, not just for cyclists. But then your specific niche is people that you called advanced cyclists.
2: Yeah, club cyclists. Um, you know, people who would maybe ride 150 miles in a week. Mm-hmm. Um, what I wanted to do was cater to that group because a lot of times if you have a group, it's probably frustrating for people on both ends of it. If you have someone who's very novice and new to cycling, and they're getting ready in the morning right next to Joe, shaved his legs. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, um, so both are looking at each other and are a little, and they're on the same tour. Yeah. Um, and so this is one where I wanted to just kind of create a special niche, and I was a little bit uh, self-motivated in that I sure. I wanted to ride long distances along with my clients. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, um, hey, man. I mean, I said you're community minded, <laughs> and and
0: uh, you know, you're talking about how you're like selfishly creating this business and selfishly uh, volunteering <laughs> for the, the, the youth program and stuff. Hey, man, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, it, you're still offering awesome, awesome stuff to the community on, on uh, different communities. You know, the yep. Minneapolis youth community and the and the, the greater cycling community in the in the U.S. primarily. Yeah. And then we're going over to Europe with that and stuff. But hey, man, just because you enjoy it, that doesn't make it uh, selfish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, exactly. that's good, man. You, you're yeah. following your passion, which is Perfect. one of the things I... That's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because I I just have this dream for people that, you know, you said that a lot of people could benefit from doing something creative and expressing themselves. And I agree with that, Joe. And I see a lot of people that don't listen to that inner voice. You know, it's like, oh God, I got 17 years into this career. Screw it. You know, I'm just gonna like wait it out, and hopefully, I'll get some sort of retirement or something like that.
2: Fear is a motivator and a demotivator. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. So, so I mean, just good for you. I mean, I think you're uh, you. you're an inspiration to to a lot of people that you meet, including myself. So that's awesome.
2: I, I was going to say, it's still a beautiful accident. So I didn't say... <laughs> oh, that's okay, <laughs> you know, too. It is. I it's mean, great. Yeah. It's great.
0: Like I said, you're a personal trainer now, separate from the Melovello thing. I know there's other plans, but currently you're doing like a couple tours a year, usually with the yep. Melovello thing. Then here you're in Minneapolis, you're, you're a personal trainer. And um, can you tell me about your take on personal training? You do some good work with Absolutely.
2: People. Yeah. Um, I work out of a, a private studio, so it's not a big gym uh, with uh, clanging weights and people running all around around. Um, it pretty much the people that are in there are working with the trainer one-on-one and small, normally two or three different trainers will be in there at a time with the client. And I do some small group there, which is about three to four people in a class. They share the class kind of, that's been popular to do lately, share a trainer kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, I love
0: that way yeah. because that, that way you can, you still get very personalized attention. Absolutely. Uh, but it gets to bring the cost down. You, totally. you know, the, the trainer still gets to make a living and uh, the person doing Uh, doing the training, the trainee, uh, gets to spend a fourth of the price. Or exactly. So and and that's what it
2: does probably break down to. Um, and yeah, like you say, I can make those mechanical adjustments that in a large class you couldn't. Yep. Um, but yet you're still not paying for the, having to pay for the one-on-one. Um, it's spectacular. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy working with my clients. The, the client base that I have is really special because most of them have been life exercising for their lives. Um, not fanatical or marathon upon marathon, but they've been moving themselves for 30 years or 40 years, most of my clients are, you know, 40s to 60s. Sure. Um, and along with, I have some younger athletes. Um, but in general, they're people who are committed to it and have proven a commitment to it. So for me, I, I give myself, much like you do your patients, I'm going to give to you emotionally. I'm going to give myself to you, you and I, I don't want you to fail. Um, so if you're looking at someone who just got off the couch, meaning um, you're emotionally invested, emotionally investing in them and I want them to succeed. But, uh, if it is someone who's just coming to exercise, you know, the failure rates kind of like quitting smoking almost. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's one in 10, it'll stick for two years or, or, you know, or maybe a little bit more, but, um, so this group is great for me in that I can not have the fear of, of losing them. Um, you know, I shouldn't say fear, but they've, they've shown the commitment. So for me, that's, really rewarding and, and, and less, uh, one less hurdle to success for them The so there's that emotional hurdle is already gone.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you get to be sort of have a gratification of a job well done when, when you're working with people that that's have a little bit of a stick to itiveness. Otherwise, if you're, I think what I'm hearing you say is like, as a trainer, you care. Gosh, I, I could see how having almost like a, a 90% turnover rate in 90 days or something like that. If you had something like that and people are coming in, they want to lose weight, they want to get strong, they want more energy or whatever. And then uh, all of a sudden, few months later, life life kind of happens and shifts and they, they, they don't keep that, that fitness and that health a priority. If, if people are continually not meeting their goals, then you could eventually get to that same burnout that you had in the ER.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, uh, so, I mean, I really, I feel like I want to help anyone who wants to step forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's, and I would give, you know, a, a commitment to anyone who came to me, um, in that respect. Um, if I was working, um, like I did work at a very large, uh, health, uh, fitness, um, I won't say them, but yeah. one of the big or a yeah. big one, yeah, yeah, and uh, the, the box and, and it was really all about uh, sales, and it was all about the, the reasons that I wasn't there, yeah, and so it's it's great that I'm in a real super positive environment over here at Balance Fitness, and yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, the uh, cool thing is it's a cooperative actually there, um, so we just rent the space from the building like yep. the, our t- hourly t- time. So there's a real diverse group of trainers there and other wellness professionals. So and it's, Morgan and Craig own it, right? Yep, yep. yep. They're great, both uh, great people. Yeah, and what's great is that the interdisciplinary communication that goes on between, um, we have some guys that would be classically defined maybe as PT, physical therapists, so and they're working with people in there along with other people like myself who are a little more holistic and you have people who are all about CrossFit and others who are all about uh, plyometrics. And and, 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 um, so we get to really learn and and share a lot of uh, information. So I feel like everyone that works there and the client's it just gets better every day.
0: I have quite a few listeners that are sort of like you and me that are people that have been moving as you say in one way or another their entire lives and one of the advantages that people like us have is that I think one of the big differences between like me and like a person that that never takes time for exercise and sort of doesn't like it is that is the enjoyment factor i find stuff to do to keep moving that i enjoy doing and i and i found the enjoyment in it for those people that are listening that are that fall into that boat where do you or and or someone like you fit in because like so we've we've already had you know we've had like maybe 30 years of experience or something and like some sort of like maybe sport or exercise or training or whatever we want to call it, move it, movement practice, where does it uh, benefit
2: your clients to come in and, and work with you? Well, uh, you know, like myself, you know, there's a lot of bike riders out there who are singularly focused. And I, this year, actually, I trained a world champion and a bronze medal, both on one on the velodrome, one on cyclocross. They both came in and I start every exercise with some functional movement. I can said, you,
0: "Can you say their names or not?"
2: Ah, uh, Dan Casper, and oh, okay. yep, and C.J. Faulkner. Okay, um, and both of them in our first session I said okay I want you to shuffle back and forth two times and they almost fell over now I <laughs> yeah. said I want yeah. you to do crossovers back and forth two times they almost fell over yep. I said skip opposite arm opposite knee they couldn't coordinate that um run backwards uh you know just in this in this 7 minute time frame I exposed so much about them as athletes that yeah. they were just their bodies were really great at doing one thing but it, once it was asked to do something else boom the wheels came off so, to pun a little bike, you know. Right, right.
0: Yeah, pun intended. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm not a big who's who in 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 any in, uh, in any sport really. But Casper, uh, he's uh, he's done like TNTs around here, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big I time see. trialist. And um, last year he was at Masters Worlds, and they got gold medal for the second year in a row um, at the uh, World Track uh, in the Velodrome in uh, in, in Manchester. Awesome. Uh, yeah, but he's uh, yeah time trial specific, and actually it was really fun working with him. This is a gentleman who's trained intensively his entire life. Once a runner, now a, now a cyclist. He came in and, and I was doing, I do a lot of plyometric work and Chris has worked out with uh, with me before on this, but a lot of TRX and some yep. different movements. And he's coming in and he's like two weeks in, he's going, man, I'm seeing veins I've never seen before. <laughs> and this is a dude who's all veins. Well, you know? I'm trying to
0: figure out, like, I just want to make sure I know who I'm talking about. This is the guy who like in the TNTs, it, I'm probably getting like in the 25, somewhere, 25, 26 miles an hour. I'm pretty sure Dan's sort of at the top of the yeah. the roster at the end it like Twenty nine plus miles per hour. For,
2: yeah, he's and then, been a top. I mean, Minnesota's got some amazing time trialists in it. Yeah, and he's been in, in the top five time trialists for probably the last decade. Yeah, in Minnesota, Guys, you know, that's, so, that's
0: nuts. That's nuts. That's yeah. cool. And then he's coming in, and you're seeing in terms of cycling, he's at the top of his game. But but uh, he started
2: killing it already this year. He's he is killing everyone this year, and he just started. He just this was our first winter working together, mm-hmm. and he really grabbed hold of the work we were doing, and uh, he just like he, it was transformative for him.
0: So do you see it more as Injury prevention, or more as performance enhancing, or maybe somehow enhancing. health or brain stuff, or
2: um, some of that for sure. You yeah, obviously anytime you can do the proprioceptive work, uh, that's going to make you globally a better human and better athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but also um, for for him, what I, I mean, I, it's it's been this kind of organic my, the way I design my workouts now. But I, I I tell him, you know what? I'm not here to make your quads stronger. I'm not here to make your hamstrings stronger. I'm here to build up your pelvis. I mean, your psoas is going to grow with me that I'm I'm focusing on like a cyclist or an elite athlete. I'm, I'm, I can't get the same muscle. I'm not going to get you stronger in the same things you've been doing for 10 years, 15 years. What I need to do is go to the areas of the weak of your weaknesses. And I found with cyclists and, and, uh, endurance athletes, the pelvis is this huge, mass of muscle waiting to be grown. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you don't really hear too many trainers or too many coaches talking about that specific mm-hmm. zone in that region um, and strengthening that. And, and that's what he saw. When, when I was talking to him, when I go, when I first started really doing a lot of this work in my pelvis, I felt the muscle started to push forward. And first I'm kind of, you know, as a <laughs> nurse, I'm going, oh my God, do I have cancer? Is that my lymph nodes? It was yeah, no, yeah. It was my psoas was growing
0: right, right. and getting
2: stronger because of the single leg work and all the different type of plyo that we were doing. And he, that was what he experienced as well. So,
0: so. Okay, cool. What I'm trying to do is, is I want to give people actionable steps that they can take in their day and come away with more value at the end of this hour of this episode than they than they had before they turned it on, and that's my commitment to trying to do you know, in every episode if I can. So I think that there's two main people that we're talking to right now. One is people like you and me, and I'll lump Dan Casper in there, even though like <laughs> you know I'm clearly not going to keep keeping up with him on the time trial bike, but but I mean just in terms of like. People that I'm not talking about level of performance. I'm talking or like where they're finishing in a race or something, or even if they do a race, I'm just talking about these people that are they're committed to this aspect of their health called fitness. And they see how that shows up, you know, maybe in performance and in business or, you know, at at home, they're 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 better, better dad or a better mom or, you know, better parent or whatever. And uh, so there's that person. And then there is the person that struggles. There's a the person that's committed to health. I'm interested in fitness, but I keep like stumbling. And so what I'm looking for is is um, from you is I'll, I'll ask one at a time for the person who is, has been very active What's the number one actionable item that could benefit most of those people? Can you think of something like that? So, I'm, put, I'm putting on you. No, on that's spot quite all right. There, but. No,
2: but like, so you're saying established athletes? Well, I, I, I want to grow one percent, or, or, uh, is that the, yeah, the question? No, well, or, I'm not
0: asking. I'm not asking so much of. I mean, I'm more speaking in terms of health. People that are like Olympic athletes or something. Yeah. Who was the female you were training a couple of years ago? I
2: still have. Gwen Jorgensen, oh, actually. Gwen, yeah, yeah, yeah. World champion. Right. Greatest dominant female world tri- triathlete yeah. in the history of triathlon. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's... <laughs> Just won her 10th straight World Cup in London last weekend. So No awesome. one had ever won six before. Six total. She's won 10 straight.
0: That's Insane! That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And, Dominating, and, and you get to have the fun of uh, being her strength I strength coach. Yeah. I mean, that's, and she. As I,
2: I kind of say it's you know she started with me three years ago, and that's when she started winning. I, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm taking credit. Gwen. I'm taking credit. Okay, that
0: sounds good. <laughs> that's awesome that you get to work with those people, and I think that you get to like take some of that knowledge and experience and, and use it with all of your clients. But what I'm asking is, you know, those types of people they have some kind of plan that they're working on. I'm ta- I'm talking to the people that probably don't have a coach or, or at least the coach isn't as involved as much as they would be as someone with like Gwen or something, yeah. what can those people do to just, you know, all across the board? I mean, you pick, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it is increased performance. Maybe it's just how you look at, how, how to you keep look engaged, at exercise, how to stay right. engaged, how to, yeah. And all that stuff.
2: Ooh, you know, I mean, as a 30 year athlete, I'm, I am that person too, right? Yeah, it's not yeah, just exactly. my clients. And yeah. so, uh, I've always really preached to, to really mix things up through the year. I lift weights personally from October 1st to January 1st, and then I stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I I run in the fall only. I bike all spring and summer. Um, so I see these changes in my body, which are, for one, I think rewarding and a you know, good feedback. I'll, my upper body will blow up in the fall, and then uh-huh. it shrinks in the spring, and my legs get strong. And so, for one, for injury prevention, I think that's a really important th- thing for athletes to do is to stop doing the same thing all the time and have diversity in your workout. Even people that
0: want to be very proficient at that sport.
2: Well, that's, you know, when I see someone on a trainer in November, Mm -hmm. because they've got a goal next July on the bike, I want to just grab them and drag them over and be like, you're going to get way more gains over here, just lifting weights for the next 10 to 12 weeks than you are going to on that trainer again. So it's really, a lot of us do get stuck in that you know, back on the copy trainer, I'm a yep. bike rider, I'm, yep. in, I'm moving only in one direction um and to the neglect of just looking at our bodies as a, as a whole and what's gonna make us stronger, mm-hmm. I always kind of say strength training can give you a five percent ten percent growth. In in performance, where getting right back on the bike that you just on a comp trainer that you just got off the road two weeks before, you don't get stronger doing the same thing. Yeah, you do not get stronger doing the same thing all the time. Right. So really preaching that, but also then that actually helps that spiritual side when we have diversity in our workouts. Mm -hmm. Hey man, I'm excited to get in the gym and lift some weights again. You know, I haven't done that for six months. You know, I'm excited to run. I haven't ran since last fall. Yeah. For sure. So I keep a high level of motivation by by you know keeping those things out of my life a little while yeah you know yeah yeah, yeah. and so th- that uh, th- i found that to be my key to success and that's what I, I try to share with people okay is diversity and and take time off from things and bring in new things
0: okay so rest is important too R- rest is exercise <laughs> I, I say rest is exercise okay okay so and then I'll ask the same, essentially the same question but for the people that that haven't been having a, a normal movement practice for the last whatever however many years I mean, you know maybe they maybe they were the high school athlete maybe they were even like the you know the the star quarterback or something like that but then it's like okay high school is done i guess now i'll i'll hit the books or whatever you know yeah, whatever yeah. whatever happens right yeah. now uh, a lot of the people that listen to this are you know parents and some some of them have you know their children are grown now uh, some of them have young children still, and that that either way, that's that can be like a challenge. Is there any advice that you can give those people on, on Absolutely. how to get into it?
2: I'm a parent of two, so I've been at, down that road as well. Um, I think the number one thing I tell people is it has to be convenient. You can't be driving from Eden Prairie to St. Paul for your workout. Mm-hmm. It's the first thing you're going to say you don't have time for. Yep. So it has to be convenient. Join the club that's closest to your house, not one that you think is nicer 10 or 15 or 20 miles away because it, then with the traffic or whatever, it's easy to just like cut it out of your day. Yep. So convenience, convenience, convenience is, is going to help compliance, 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 right? Okay. Within that, it, it's the first thing you'll delete from your day. So it should be the only mm-hmm. thing scheduled in your day. Sure. You are going to have to cook dinner regardless of what happens. (laughs) You are. These other things will have to happen. You will have to get your work done. But it's the first thing that we say, I don't have time for that. If you put it in there, everything else is going to happen. It has to happen and it will. Um, So just make it that it's the only thing. When I wake up in the morning, it's the only thing I know I'm going to definitely do at a certain time that day. Got it. Okay. Very cool. Any closing thoughts? For those people that struggle, I just want to say to them, if you could just spend a day in, in Dr. Frickman's body, you would understand why we we love and preach this the way we do. Uh, if you could feel this wellness and feel balance, it really, it does pay off and to do the work. It doesn't have to be hard work. It shouldn't, doesn't have to be grueling. Find things you enjoy and make them a part of your day and make them a part of your life and reap the reward.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I think I'm just going to add a closing thought too, at least that's uh you know, representative of what's going on in my head about this conversation for those people that, you know, you are committed to health and you are just having a hard time finding a fitness solution that's, or a, a movement practice solution that's, that's working for you. There's so many reasons to, to be fit. I mean, it's just, you can't be healthy without having some level of activity. And I guess I just want to point out uh, to make sure that it's clear that I'm not trying to have this conversation to drive people to be competitive triathletes or, or time trialists or you know something like that. I think that stuff is fun, and it, it's 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 always fun to see you know talk talk to and see like the people that are like the best at what they do. You know, I mean that's inspiring. Gwen's doing stuff with her body that no one else in the world can do. You know, I mean that that's mm-hmm. that's that's inspiring. It's, Absolutely, it's, it's inspiring and fun. But you don't need to do that to be a healthy fit guy or gal I don't you know? know you don't have to do that stuff that's like if it's fun and it fits into your life and that's what you want but
2: and along that line what I, that should be the people 's motivation, I think at a certain point in life we we have to kind of put the vanity uh part away mm-hmm. and bring in i want to be moving until i 'm eighty yeah um I think people i'm glad you said that because that's a yeah. big
0: thing that we 've talked about before it's not
2: about losing weight necessarily it's not about having a weight goal, um certainly those things we hope to happen through that but but, again, just check in the ego and check in the, you know, if, if you're 50 years old and, you know, it's like I was kind of the joke in my world was, is that health is a byproduct of my vanity. When uh, I, yeah, yeah. Because you know, in my 20s and in my 30s, I exercised because I wanted to look good. But I, I, what I would want people to understand is that that, that, that shouldn't be your motivation. Because that's a hard one to achieve a lot of times. And that's a a way people fall down is they don't lose that 15 pounds in the first month or something like that. They have this quantified goal Mm -hmm. that they don't reach, but then they don't see the qualitative goal that they reached of climbing stairs, of whatever they're doing, um, and they are moving forward, and mm-hmm. they are getting better and getting healthier. Um, but uh, we, as humans, we sometimes have these, uh, you know, these ego uh, and vanity kind of issues well, how around can, exercise. I mean, how
0: can you not? I mean, if you live in this country almost, I mean, it's, it's hard to go outside without seeing some supermodel or well, pose that's it. or...
2: Well, I had a client the other day, and I said, my job's not to help you lose weight. You're 55 years old. You know how to lose weight. You've Mm. seen the articles, you've seen the the CBS news, you've seen everything. You know how to lose weight diet through diet and control, calorie control. I'm here to help you move better, to just be a stronger, well-rounded human being. Mm. Um, so that's as a personal trainer, that's sometimes can shoot yourself in the foot. When you tell your client, my, my job's not to help you lose weight, (laughs) Uh, but it's true. Um, I want that. I want to just make them a healthier human being. Mm. So to remove that aspect from our relationship And, and they get it, they absolutely get it. I have my, my clients and I have just super strong relationships because we're both committed to each other yeah. and to the right purpose. And that's health and wellness.
0: That's awesome, Joe. All right, man. Hey, thanks for your time today.
2: Thanks for having me.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm going to, we're going to have show notes. It'll be at drchrisfrickman.com slash mellow You want to spell mellow for me? m-e-l-l-o v-e-l-o okay perfect so that's where you can find the
2: show notes is there anything that you
0: want to throw out there like melovelo.com or something like
2: that dot com. yep absolutely or dot bikecityjuniors.org is our uh, youth cycling club and uh, we're kind of bringing those worlds together under an umbrella of cycling umbrella okay so either really? one of those bikecityjuniors.org yeah
0: okay okay great okay man uh take care
2: all right
1: Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting-edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more.